0: Is sky blues extra
2: hello and welcome to another episode of the sky blues extra podcast as ever ever sponsored by the sky blue talent and dylan's brewery your best option for pre-match and post-match entertainment i'm ross spence and for the next 45 minutes or so i'll be joined by andy as we cover the game from the weekend which was qpr how are you mate firstly
3: yeah good mate yourself i'm better after saturday's result i can tell you
2: yeah most definitely, mate. I'm, I'm exactly the same. It was a, it was a, a long time coming, so to speak, with all of the meltdown on Twitter and and everything so far, wasn't it? Um, as mentioned just a minute ago, we will be covering the QPR game from the weekend, where the Sky Blues managed to pick up all three points for the second consecutive season at Loftus Road. Nice to get our first three points on the board since Middlesbrough at home, wasn't it, Andy?
3: Yeah, it's been a while. Too many draws, as we've you know discussed over the last few pods, haven't we? But Massive win because if I'm being honest, before the game I wasn't really expecting it. To be fair, I thought a draw maybe a best, but they surprise us sometimes. with Sky Blues and uh, Loftus Road really recently has been a good hunting ground for us, hasn't it? So yeah, very pleased.
2: Yeah, as you said, it's um, it's been a ground that really before last season we never. <laughs> We never seemed to manage to win at, did we? It was kind of like a bogey ground for us. So yeah. Um, yeah, it was not. It's nice to obviously get three goals in consecutive seasons there, really, as well, isn't it? And and go away with three points in both games. So. Um, yeah, it was good to, like we said, good to get some three points on the board. Um, mm-hmm. We'll go to the, uh, we'll go to the starting eleven now as well. Obviously, since the, since the Huddersfield game, let's start with the two changes. Obviously, Andy Sakamoto and A dropped out. Lati Badare and uh, Jamie Allen into the starting eleven. Good, mm-hmm. fair changes in your opinion, or would you have liked to see anything different for the game at all?
3: No, it was fair because I think with uh Sattemanto, I think he he was he played well and I don't think he deserved to be dropped, but I think he did it because he's a bit unsure about his defensive abilities isn't he away from home. So um that's understandable for from me from, from Robbins. and I think um the Swedish lad Yori, I thought he, he I thought he was an ominous against Huddersfield. I thought you know he scored the goal which hit him, but apart from that he did nothing. So i don't think he deserved to start against qpr so i think the changes were fair to be honest
2: yeah most definitely mate i'm the same um i mean i was a big big critic of alan last year but i think it was Mm. more so not for his overall play, more in terms of him being in that 10 position, as I don't see him as a 10, I see him as where he was playing this weekend, almost as in like a joint three or as a two, next to say a sheath or Eccles of some sort, because he's got energy, he's good on the ball. He just doesn't have that number 10 instinct and touch for me, if that makes sense. He can, a few times last seasons he'd get in good positions and it'd almost be like, oh, another attempt that would go sort of missing. Whereas obviously now we've got Sakamoto O'Hare, all these players that can play in that role. I'm glad to see Alan come back in and almost add that that energy as we said and like you said Ayari for me didn't really do anything but in the Huddersfield game obviously he got that lucky goal which which hit him which should have probably been Sims's goal um but yeah I, I totally agree and then obviously Latte I don't really think anyone kind of knew why he got dropped out against Huddersfield I just almost think it may have been the fact Robbins thought in my opinion that Sakamoto could probably get at them a little bit more and he, yeah. he wanted to wanted that's the only reason I could think because you've just touched on as realistically he can't defend can he and if we were playing a, a better team so to speak I don't think Robbins would play Sakamoto in that position and then obviously it doesn't help when he's come out and said beforehand that he, <laughs> we're looking for a Japanese translator still for him so that shows it's obviously still a still a bit of a language barrier there doesn't there so um yeah I think the uh I think obviously the starting 11 was was fair and it it worked out well for us so uh hoodoos to Robbins for that. Um, stats man, Andy, have you got any stats for us on this one? Because I know you, you normally have something for us.
3: Yeah, uh, possession-wise, 48%, which is obviously a little bit lower than what it normally is. Um, expected goals, not too bad, 1.47. Uh, we have 15 goal attempts, which is brilliant, away from home, um, and six on target, which is okay. Uh, not great, but okay. Okay. Um, we have three block shots and we have five corner kicks. So those attacking stats aren't too bad, to be fair. They're, they're away from home. If you if you're having 15 goal attempts away from home, that will suit me fine, right, Ross?
2: Yeah, absolutely agree with that, mate. Like you said, having 15 shots away from home um, is it's, it's something you'd expect to see the, the other way around. And I, I personally, going into the game, I wasn't too confident with with how we were going to play out yeah, off the back of seeing recent performances and the lacklusterness of it. And, you know, how obviously luck really wasn't on our side. Was it really going into this game? I thought maybe that they could end their home, their home sort of poor run against us and obviously... Ainsworth touched upon, didn't he? That he was due a uh, due one over Robbins before the game. And I just had that almost dodgy feeling that something could go against us, or you know, the the, the lack of conviction that we've had recently and things going against us could play a part. But yeah, um that, there's some good stats there. Like you said, mate, and we've come away from that with a pretty good expected goals haven't we? And and yeah, we didn't dominate possession, but we're we're away from home. So we we didn't do that last year and we were effective. So that side of it doesn't yeah. really phase me. Um uh, a lacklustre first half, would you say? Um, I know, obviously, Sims had a few chances, didn't he? That he's one that he blazed over the bar. And then I think there was another one that he had. So there wasn't really too much to talk about. Bar, the one big standout moment in the game, probably, was that Ben Wilson save um, to deny Lyndon Dykes, obviously, to keep the score at nil-nil. Thoughts on the uh, the defending, first of all, for it? And then, obviously, the uh, the, the Wilson save, Andy?
3: Defending was poor. They just stood off the winger, didn't they? Uh, Just let him just put the ball in the air and the the marking was poor in the middle as well. So that was all a bit very loose. Um, But the save was just, in my opinion, world class. It was just fantastic. And I said it on Twitter and I said that if that goes in and they go 1 0 up, I don't think we win that game. So it's almost like a season saving save, if that makes sense, because it was just huge. Because it's just a wonderful save, but at the time, if we've got to go on one nil down, you know, and then end up losing that game again, it just dents the confidence again. And the way that the game turned on that save, it's almost like you know, a season save that it's going to turn our season. So, brilliant by Wilson because obviously, here again, some people were calling for it, you know, to be dropped at the weekend. Not for me, I thought, after his performance. I don't think any of the goals this season have been majorly his fault. Um, And he proved his worth on Saturday big time, didn't he, for me?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I'm not, I think everyone knows, I'm not a big, big Wilson fan. Um, I just think... Don't be wrong. I've got nothing against the guy. I love him when he plays. I just think he's a great personality. I think how he is. as a person. He's he's a brilliant person, and he has made some good saves. But I just think overall we need someone better in the sticks but I'm not gonna I'm not one of those people who's gonna just say oh, well, whatever it is what it is it was it was an outstanding save and it basically won us the game because as you said yeah. I think if, if we go one yeah. nil down in that game I think that's a totally different yeah. totally different scenario that we end up in because then the doubts start to kick in the fans would have then started to probably get a little bit annoyed it would have been a soft goal to concede as you said I thought Thomas was pretty poor for it he just let him yeah. kind of turn him too easily and put a ball into the box like that um, he's got to get a lot tighter to his man, um, obviously in the in the games coming up. And speaking on him in that as well, I think he he lo- his confidence is still there. But compared to sort of the first three, four, five games that I saw Thomas in, he was like a a Rolls Royce, really, wasn't he? He was yeah. one of the, one of the standout players that a lot of people were were buzzing about that we'd signed because obviously he's he, he looked phenomenal. But he does look a bit like since that Watford game where he yeah. had those moments it could have maybe playing in his head a little bit or he's just lost lost a bit of self-confidence but I think hopefully over time it'll it'll pick back up and maybe we just again needed a clean sheet of some sort or something to basically just give him that bit of back that will give him that confidence but yeah like you said I think it was a, a magnificent save I'm going to call it how it is and it basically allowed us to go on to go and win the game so um kudos to to ben wilson then um on to the onto the second half obviously things really did pick up in this half didn't they andy obviously we we had finally where Ellis Sims, the man who's took a lot of stick since being in a Coventry City shirt. Obviously, he's not in pre-season. He'd got a few goals, and there was big expectations for him. You know, everyone saw that goal at Chelsea last year for Everton, where he where he's where he got the ball and he did kill a barley and put it in the bottom corner. I think people were very excited by him when he'd come because he was known as sort of like he can score goals. He's Obviously not got off to a great start in a City shirt, but obviously he finally got that goal. Um, Jay De Silva whipped in a cross, which just kind of hit Binks and and it almost fell to him. And it was a bit of an in, an instinctive first-time finish between Begovic's legs, really, Andy. Pleased for him and thoughts on the goal?
3: Yeah, very pleased for him. Because obviously, like you said, pre-season, he looked really good. I was really excited for the coming season. I thought he would score quite a lot of goals for us. Um, hasn't started to season. it. <laughs> It's almost the arrival of Hadji Wright's not helped him in a sense because he almost like because we spent that much money on Hadji Wright then almost and then Godden started scoring goals it was almost like oh well going to play them two because of those two situations so he has been a little bit unlucky to be fair on that sort of thing and then he, he didn't really when he did play he didn't play very well and that affected his confidence so but going on to the goal um, it was a magnificent ball into by J D Silver, and we'll, we'll probably talk about J D Silver later, he's been fantastic all season, he's been a major plus this season, it was a good ball into the box and it, and it luckily fell to Sims and he, he just dispatched it brilliantly didn't he and I think Robin said after the game that's the sort of finish he needed something that he didn't need to think about he just smashed it in, instinctive finish to get him up and running so yeah please for him
2: yeah, I agree with you, mate. I was just about to touch on that. Robin said, didn't he, a lot of chances for falling to him where he had a lot of time to think about it. Sometimes as a striker, you just need you need that one chance where you don't have time to think about it and you just have to do something and hit it. And I think it just fell to him and it was just instinct for him to just smash it like that. And then it goes in the back of the net and he's running over him in front of probably two and a half, three thousand 3,000 Cov fans going absolutely mental. And that's the moment that he's... Uh, He's probably been wanting to happen really. Like he said in his interview after the game, he wants to repay that faith by the club and the price that they've paid for him. And obviously it's his it's his new home now, isn't it? As he alluded on. And I think that that hopefully will be a will be a good start. And touching on Jada Silver as well, I, I was someone I wanted to talk about as well. <laughs> what a player he has been. I mean, he's someone that I've admired for a long time and I've looked at, at Bristol City over the years and just thought, God, if we could have someone like him at wing back and Goodness me, for a free transfer as well to pick up someone like him. He looks like he gets it. He understands us as a club. He wants to play for us as well. You can see the hunger in him when he plays. For someone so small, he wins a lot of jewels and aerial jewels as well, and also as well as his speedy attacking direct play. And I I actually pointed it out to my dad earlier on when I was watching the highlights of the game. Um, Every pass he does has intent, so every, every single pass De Silva actually goes on to do, there's a, there's an intent behind it, it's not just that oh I'll just lump it up the pitch or I'll hit it into the corner and we'll try and do something, there's an aim behind it, You can see Sims he can, in space he might see Eccles in space, whereas you look at previous years where we've had someone like Dabo, not to call him out, but would he have maybe seen some of the passes De Silver's seeing now in that position or even sort of a bid well, I don't think they would, I just think De silver has got an overall better football brain than those guys and that's not to knock them in the starters i just think he's a massive massive upgrade and i remember a few games ago it was probably about the fourth game someone tweeted saying i don't know what robin sees into silver it's such a pointless sign it may as well have had bidwell out there and i remember arguing with him at the time and just thinking you are insane for thinking that and i think as the games go on now people are now starting to hopefully see what De Silva brings and is bringing to our team and he is he's a, he's a great asset as you said so I'm pleased for Sims pleased for De Silva obviously to get sort of the the ball in for that goal because it was a good ball and then obviously Binks <laughs> Binks will claim the assist but it just kind of hits him yeah. doesn't it? and then falls nicely to uh, falls nicely to Sims um, on to the second goal now not long after obviously we scored the first it, it, well it felt like that anyway it was not not too long Um, obviously we Josh Eccles, good bit of football, wasn't it, to be honest with you, in my opinion. There was some good play down the side, obviously. Um, started off with Latty Badare, obviously running down the side. He got that nice little ball into um, nice little ball into Matty Godden. Matty Godden, obviously then went to strike it. It kind of hit hit off the back of Lattie Badae's heel didn't he got in the way un- unintentionally um it then fouled obviously to the edge of the box to uh, to Josh Eccles and he's he's hit it first time granted it took a big deflection but as they say if you don't shoot you don't score and we find ourselves 2-0 up thoughts on the goal mate
3: yeah i think with eccles i think that he's been again another one that's been under a lot of criticism recently from a lot of fans um whether you agree with that or not um, what he needs to do is what he did on Saturday. That with Kelly holding, if, if he needs to play a little bit further forward and start obviously getting in amongst the shots and amongst the goals, because you know Kelly's doing that defensive role. He doesn't need to sit next to him holding his hand. He needs to get forward and start producing in the attacking areas. And I thought it was a really well struck goal. Um, easily could have he kept it really low. I know it could. I know it took a deflection but he kept it nicely on goal and he got his rewards. It was a nice side-foot finish because he could have easily thrashed at that. So it was nice cultured finish by Eccles. and I want to see more of that from him. If he's going to play in the midfield and he, and he wants to be a starter for us, he's got to start chipping in with a few goals and getting more forward than he has been.
2: Yeah, I agree, mate, most definitely. I think um, shout-out to Dino um, <laughs> in the chat and obviously uh, my dad as well for this. They noticed, again... Eccles, obviously, getting more forward, but also Jamie Allen. It's one thing that we've not seen in the last few games. And to be honest, a lot of this season is forward runs. It's something we were really good at last year and, in the second half I think Robbins alluded to it after the game as well didn't he that we were we were running into space a lot more and we were we were really stretching them on the back foot and I think obviously once the the first goal went in as they say the floodgates started to open and we were finding a lot of space then in between the lines and when we were playing it Alan was able to drift off into space and I think that's one good thing about when you do play Alan in those positions because he's not a natural number 10 he doesn't just tend to stay in the pockets he tends to drift out almost as like a third midfielder, but what that does is create confusion for defences because he'll be he'll be behind you without you even realising he's there, and then he's in a good pocket of space to thread it through or thread a ball through for someone, and I think that was what started to happen and galvanise in the second half, and it really helped us then, obviously, like you said, to go on, and it allowed almost Eccles to have another free roll of where he thought, right, if I run to the edge of the box here, this gets blocked, this falls to me, I can hit this, and he's just hits it first time, takes a deflection, and it goes in the back of the net and we obviously find ourselves 2-0 find ourselves up and in a, in a pretty good position and full of confidence. So, yeah, kudos to um the midfield who made that goal, in my opinion, but mainly Allen and Allen and Eccles, really, and then obviously Latte for getting forward in that position. And I think he's shown that he can play out there, really. No one really knew how he was going to fare for us, did they, in the wing-back role. As Swamsey fans have said, he was pretty naff out there and we almost saw him as a centre-half or even a midfielder. but.
3: He, um, sorry to interrupt Ross. He gets it as well, by the way. You know how you said the silver gets the club. He gets it big time.
2: Big time I agree with you on that one yeah. as well. It just his tweets and what yeah. he puts about cov, 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 yeah. and mm. all of this stuff. He he absolutely loves it and you can see whenever we score a goal, I always like to see the players that get it. De Silva's one that always gives it a little fist pump. Lati yeah. Badare is always there giving giving it some and another one that we have missed is obviously Van Evak He's a very passionate yeah. passionate player as well and we mm. saw it with him and hopefully he'll be he'll be back soon as well. But yeah, I agree with you on that one. He he is just one that one that gets it and you can tell he wants to be here he's enjoying his time here he's enjoying the fans the group of players he's with and, and I think he'll be a good player for us as, as we go along Um, moving then obviously we were 2-0 up it was all looking well and good and then not long after our second goal there was another what we'd say huge moment in the game um more it was from our point of view but more so I'd say the the, the um host point of view QPR um they had obviously a mix up between Thomas and Wilson leading to sort of a challenge from Wilson on Sinclair Armstrong's with the visit with him just falling to the floor and appealing for a foul. Um, there's a lot of thoughts you can put into this situation. Was it a foul? Was it a penalty? Was it a free kick? Was it a red? Was it a yellow? I know listening to Ainsworth after the game, he certainly felt very hard done by. And in his opinion, if they'd have got that free kick penalty, whatever it may have been, um, and and the red card or whatever, he feels that the game would have changed if they'd have scored or something would have happened from that. So I know from my opinion that, it, it was. It, it, it looked like a penalty, but looking back, it was just outside. But it was definitely a foul. And I think if that was my team, and that was us, I'd have been fuming if it wasn't given against us. So, what, what what was your thoughts on it, mate?
3: Yeah, foul outside the box, mate. It was uh, blatant. It was really poor play by those two. Uh, you know, no talking, or if there was talking, they weren't listening to each other. So, we got away with one there. Um, but it was a. It was. We weren't a penalty. It was just outside the box. If you look at it in detail but yeah no that was a foul and uh, we we're looking to get away with that but like Robin says after the game sometimes you earn your
2: luck don't you and uh, we earned our luck then but we were lucky to get away with that in my opinion yeah I totally agree mate and just touch it on the the communication side of things if you actually see it and you watch it Wilson not Wilson sorry Thomas actually says to Wilson almost like a mm. come here almost as if to say come out and you know boot the ball up the pitch whereas Wilson's almost stood there waiting for it to come in the box Mm. but you can see by how slow the ball's rolling that it's never ever going to go into the box. So I don't know what Wilson was hesitating for. And touching back on my earlier points, Yeri yeah, makes to say, but looking at it there, that they're, they're not they're, having it,
3: they're.
2: Yeah, they, <laughs> the, these are the, these are the things that kind of put doubts in my mind, really about about Ben Wilson. And um, I'll be totally honest; it's that they are the things that almost make me think, mm, is he going to be? Especially with like Godden and others have touched on it this year. We're not. We're not transition goats anymore, as I used to like to call us. We're, we're, we're back to ball play in Coventry City, aren't we, where we're trying to move it around and move between the lines and use our wing backs and number 10s, etc., to link play. So we'll see I mean, moving forward. On, you, on, you, on your point regarding
3: Wilson Ross, I think um, something that he, 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 I, I probably your big bear and something that he needs to work is technically with his feet it's not great, is it?
2: Yes, mate. I... <laughs> Like again, he's had a good game yesterday. I don't want to knock him. The clean sheet's not his fault either, as well. But it's for me, it's not even. It's it's certain things that he does and in the games that I look at him and I just think "Mm, I'd like more of a commanding goalkeeper. I think. With his feet, like you said, whenever he gets the ball at his feet, I'm never, ever confident with him at his his feet. I'll be totally honest. I know people take the mick and go, shoot shoot," sometimes, because, obviously, the goal against Blackburn last year and that kind of stuff, but he's not a ball... When you see him pass it, a lot of them, they either go nowhere or they might end up out of play or... He's good at what he needs to do sometimes, but there's a lot of things that you need to improve. I always say you can see why he's always been a number two in his career and not a number one. And that's just my honest opinion of him. I don't knock the guy when he's in goal for us. I want him to do well and don't get me wrong. He got the most clean sheets in the league last year. Fair play to the guy. And he, he is, a, he is a sound bloke and he's he's someone that you'd want that your club hands down just because of his persona, yeah. and how he is. But for me moving forwards, so I just think if, Collins, we've bought him in, and we've paid what seven, eight hundred grand for this guy. Is is he the answer that we need? Someone pointed out we still haven't got rid of Simon Moore. You know, we've we've got three goalies at the minute, and we'll see what happens as it goes on. But I do believe Collins will be in the, will be in the mix at some point throughout the season because you know we've we've paid money for him, and it's only a matter of time before Wilson maybe makes a mistake and he I comes out.
3: With, yeah, I think with Wilson, I think because of his clean sheet record last year. And um, what he did last year, I think he, he's going to have to make a couple of big ricks to
2: get dropped. Uh, yeah, I agree with you, mate. I think it's going to have to be a couple yeah. of mistakes or a bit. But Robbins is quite ruthless like that, as we've mm. seen before, because you look at Moore last year three games, three big mistakes, and he was gone, weren't he? And the is year. Fair enough. All that? Yeah. 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 But, yeah. The year before that, who would have thought that Moore would have got dropped for for yeah, Wilson? We'd have never have that. thought that. Do you know what I mean? We thought so- was super Simon Moore in goal, wasn't it? The year before that, I so
3: remember.
2: how football can change. But we'll we'll see regarding that as, as time goes on. Um, as I said, mate, obviously that that then happened and they didn't get anything from it. Fortunately enough for us, um, we then went on to get that all important third goal and to pretty much I'd say wrap up the game once this had come in, um. Obviously, there was a nice bit of team play again. Um, it finished off with, as we've touched upon earlier on in the pod as well, of, of Alan getting in those positions. He got down the side again, whipped in a lovely ball across the face of goal. And it's come to Sims. And it's just another instinctive finish where he doesn't even have time to think about it again, which is what he needs. And he, he, he smashes it into the back of the net. And as Robin said, that is quite a difficult finish because it was bouncing up at him. and. That's what you get when you get one goal from a bit of confidence. If he didn't have a goal at that point, would he have maybe missed that or tried to take a touch and put it over the bar? But that earlier finish just gave him the gave him the confidence, just hit it into the back of the net. So uh, do we think now that obviously robbins has touched upon it that you know he's he's not been match fit you think he said it himself since he come into the club sims he's not been match fit at all that they're saying that's one of the reasons why it's took so long do we think now that he's getting more match fit and he's sort of playing and now that he's scored a brace um will this sort of confidence give him give him give him confidence sorry to kickstart his coventry city career do you think mate
1: where's that dust coming from
0: Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
3: You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Going back to the goal, that was unbelievable goal. Uh, the team football was was fluid. It was absolutely fantastic. He's one of the... You won't see a better goal this weekend, team-wise. It was absolutely unreal. And Jamie Allen's touch from Wilson's punt up the, up the field was unreal. You know, that was yeah, unbelievable. I'll touch
2: ability. on that, that was a great touch. And that's something Love we it.
3: massively. Yeah, beautiful touch. So, and then he didn't stay and admire his touch. He was on his bike and he got into position. He got into the... Uh, I don't know who played the ball into him, but he got into it, into a great position on the right-hand side, and he just... Because sometimes when you get in those positions, it's quite easy to obviously get a you know, rush of blood to the head and it ends up in the stand behind the goal, or you just don't get it. But the weight of the pass was absolutely spot on for I think City.
2: it was. I think it was Eccles for that, wasn't it, that played yeah. Alan through? I think mm-hmm. it was... Uh, Alan played it to Latte, Latte played it to Eccles, then again, speaking of those runs, yeah. Alan made that run and he span off the back of, um, of, obviously, the defender and then he was in, wasn't he? So... Yeah.
3: But yeah, the the pass was perfectly weighted, and and Simsy didn't need to think about it again, and it was in the roof of the net, and you know he was wheeling off and to the to the brilliant two thousand and a half sky blue fans behind the goal. Um, to answer your question about Sims, um, I think this will do him the world of good. I think now he'll feel like a million dollars, and him. Him and God, I think sometimes, to be fair, with Godden, I think they linked quite well on Saturday. Even Godden was winning a few flick-ons, putting Sims in it, it. It looked a bit more better link-wise, and I think also with Sims, he had a shot that he could have laid Godden in. I think at the moment, I, they're there too. At the moment, you know, I feel I feel a little bit sorry for Hadji Wright because again, I, I think he's got talent. I think it will come good. Definitely, you can beat people, and I think he can will score goals for us. But at the moment. For me, you know, you play Sims and Godin
2: all the time, yeah. At the moment, yeah. Yeah, I think um, as 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 we just touched upon. I mean, I'll I'll be honest. I've not been a big big fan of Sims. I've said give him time. Um, mm. He's not for someone so big. I'd like it's, it's not even just his goals. It's his hold up play. You know, sometimes you just want it to stick to someone a bit more, and I just don't feel like he's done that as well as he should for someone as big and strong as he actually is. And he's quite he does have quite an athletic, I know he's not Jokeres, He'll be nothing like Jokeres but he has a similar build to Jokeres, that athletic kind of slim, ripped but strong big style to him, doesn't he? And you just expect him to, you know, be able to hold the ball up a little bit better. And I think that's one thing that I've been critical of him as well as as well as the goals. And I was frustrated for him on Monday actually when that ball didn't hit the hit the back of the net for him for the goal because it was so unlucky key. But yeah, I think as as you said, I think the two goals that he got, I think it will do him the world of good. And if he can't now kick on from that, that's when you then start to worry a little bit, because he's had the two goals, he's played well second half, he's got a standing ovation from the fans, mm-hmm. you know everyone's behind him, you've seen on Twitter, we're making up songs for him and stuff now, so hopefully now if we get a song going for him and he starts to put in some good performances, hopefully he won't look back now, and Locky's touched upon, I think he said it at the end, um, Ross said, didn't he, in our chat, that he touched upon that confidence is a big thing for him as a player, because we do forget he's still only, he's still only 22 years old and I think confidence moving forward for him if we get behind him and him getting fitter and playing every week is only going to help him and his career and obviously scoring goals for us this season which is what we're going to need if we want to be in and around where we say we want to be which is which is the playoffs.
3: The only thing with Sims is that I don't know if he's got that devil streak in him as a first striker it seems a bit nice to me you know with Gok, Gok was just obsessed with scoring goals. He was had that little bit of a nasty streak in him for me. I don't know about Sims if Sims has got that. He seems all a bit too nice for me. You know, when he's holding the ball up, it, it bounces off him a little bit. He needs to be getting his you know, arse into defenders, really you know, putting himself about. And I don't know if he's got that like center forward devil streak in him where he needs to be that. So that's my only. I'm going to wait to see on that, but that's my only thing with him. I don't know whether he's got that, so we'll have to wait and see on that.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's one of the things at the moment is a little bit Mm, about him, isn't it? Like you said, yeah. Jokeres, Jokeres wasn't even just obsessed with scoring goals. He was obsessed with being the best. And that's yeah, what yeah. I loved about him. Some people said he was greedy. And don't be wrong, Jokeres was greedy, but he was greedy for a reason because he knew what a damn good player he was. And that was why I was never bothered about him doing it because for all the times he'd spoon it over the bar or he'd do something annoying, you know, he'd pull out a Wigan moment, for example, where he'd get it, he'd run and he'd score. And he... he, he he was the go, and a lot of people say, "Oh well, you know, we can." In my opinion, we won't see a striker as probably as good as him for however many years. Just his actual play and seeing him now thrive for Sporting, but that's a different conversation. But touching on Sims, I, I want that side to him as well, and I agree. But at the moment, we've not not really seen that with him, have we? Like you said, for someone so big, you want him to just use his size a bit more and let him know, you know, especially when we're at home and the crowd are behind us, you want him to first 15, 20 minutes when he's challenging for those balls, like said, put your ass into someone, leave a shoulder, leave a little leg, let them know that you're, they're in for a game with you today, but he just does just, just seem a bit too nice for his size, doesn't he? But hopefully now he's scored a couple of goals. He's got a bit of confidence. We might start to see and you know, he's he is working with Vyvash and Robbins and, you know, Dennis Lawrence. And they have all have a mean streak in them, don't they? And they like their players. So hopefully they're trying to coach they're trying to coach that into Sims a little bit as the time goes on. And he is still young. So, you know, we've got him for four years. He's 22 now. So he be 26. So we have got to remember it is going to take him a, a bit of time, but I agree. I, that's the one side I'd like to see more with Sims in the coming months as we go along is that that nastiness. Um, moving on, obviously, I tweeted this at the time saying I was frustrated with it. They then went and scored a 90th minute um, goal. Kenneth Parle, I think is how you say his name, um, got a goal back for the visitors Um Really sloppy defending, I'd say, from Louis Binks. Um, that Sinclair Armstrong just kind of got it and breezed past him. Really, I'd say. I remember when the goal actually goes in, a lot of the defenders almost look over to Binks as if to say, "Like, well, what the hell was that?" You know, <laughs> you've got to at least give a corner away or something there. Do you know what I mean? Don't just let him run into the box and put you on your ass and then square it across our goal. It's it's poor naive defending. And Robbins has said, hasn't he, after the game, that it's one thing that he wants this squad to improve on is 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 these goals that we keep conceding that are just rubbish teams aren't even having to work for them it's just a run down the side of the box squaring it across and, and at three 0 you'd expect us in the 90th minute to see that out and and get a clean sheet um frustrating from you for that poor on in the game mate to concede a goal and the way it was conceded
3: yeah it, it, it was really poor um annoying as well because it could have done with a clean sheet that would have built a bit more confidence. But it was almost like you know when you play football and you are like five or six still up and you just can't be arsed. It was a bit like that, mate, to be honest with
2: you. <laughs> yeah, it was, wasn't it? it was, was not it? It was almost like Binks was like, oh wow, we're freed yeah. it up. what I am, it. I'm yeah. a bit bored now. Well, we'll, we'll let next goal wins type that's, of thing, that's wouldn't it? <laughs> it? It was, it was a bit like that. So we've all been there. So um yeah, we'll let him get
3: we'll let him off with that one. But um, yeah, it was poor.
2: Yeah, it was. I I said I really wanted a clean sheet in that game. I, I wanted us to either get a fourth, or if we didn't get a fourth, to, you know, see the game out and get that clean sheet and take a three nil away. Because I think three one almost makes it seem a bit more like it was an even game. But I don't really think it was. To be honest with you, I mean, Ainsworth come out and said, "Oh, you know." This decision happened; it would have changed. But if you look at what their fans said, they said we weren't in it the second half at all. It was all Coventry, and we took them to the cleaners really. And it was nice to see us, nice to see us do that. So yeah, it was frustrating, but we won't we won't dwell on it too much. Um, touching on our our defence now, um, Andy, Liam Kitchen, our deadline day four million pound centre half signing. He's only seen minutes against Cardiff this uh, this season, which was away, and I think that was for only. 25 minutes or so um would you have liked to have seen sort of more of him in the time that he's been here since at the end of August um and also in the next three games coming up through, through, through sorry I can't even talk before the break um and would you make any defensive changes for him coming into the side I know from my my point of view, I'd like to see Binks rested on Wednesday. I think he's had a good little running now. Um, we've not kept a clean sheet with him in the teams. So there's no reason for him to stay in. Um, he's played okay, but he's not been amazing. Um, and I would just like to see that back three. To be honest, of Kitchen on the left, Thomas on the right, and Fads in the Fads in the middle. I think just to try and change it a little bit. What would you What would you say on this, mate?
3: Yeah, I think that will probably happen. Um, I heard rumours that Kitchen was going to start on Saturday, so I was quite surprised he didn't. Um, maybe because I thought Binks actually played quite well against Huddersfield to give him his due and he hasn't done badly for us. Um, but I think I think it's an
1: ideal situation to take him out against um, Blackburn.
3: And I'd like to see, like you said, I think that back three, is, I'd like to see that as well. Definitely.
2: Yeah, definitely, mate. I think, you know, we've... We've got a versatile defense haven't we really and it's one of the areas that we're actually quite strong in in terms of versatility which is good as the season goes on because you always need a defense that's going to be in this especially with us playing three at three center halves we need more than a team that plays sort of four um so to have a have a back well really five defenders of obviously thomas latty um fads Thinks, and then kitchen is quite a nice nice balance to it really and I know that um I believe Robbins said didn't he that um there's two players that should be back in training tomorrow when they're back in that were originally out for what they thought was going to be longer I think the longest person that's actually now out is Ben Sheaf, I believe mm-hmm. I believe he's due back after the international break um but Robbins did say in, 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 an, in an interview this was before the before obviously the QPR game he said that Touch wood, if nothing goes wrong and from what the medical team is saying at the moment, they should be able to train. So I'm guessing that's uh Milan and Casey that could be back in the mix this week within the team. Um so if obviously milan's back uh fit and obviously trained for monday tuesday um, and obviously casey as well would you make any changes to the defense overall or would you still just stick with latty at wing back and then just bring kitchen in with fads and and thomas and then to silver in the in the back five on on wednesday against blackburn
3: it's interesting that isn't it I, i'd probably keep it how it was i bring kitchen in like you said yeah. I'll leave De Silva at left back and I'll leave Lati at right wing back because I think Black, I watched Blackburn against Leicester. We'll, we'll come on to that in a minute. Um, but they're not a bad side going forward, you know. So I, I know they're missing a centre forward, but they can make chances. I know they scored five against uh, Cardiff the other day. So I'll probably play Lati at right wing back and, um, and play De Silva at left wing back, Kitchen, Fads, and uh, Collins for me.
2: Yeah, I think. Um... It, in my opinion, I would, I would, uh, I would like to see Milan back because I do rate Milan a lot, especially defensively. But as someone touched upon, really, if he's just had an injury, yes, it might not have been as bad, but we don't really want to push him too much. And with a break coming up, it could be good for him. So if Latti mm-hmm. played well there Saturday, we'll just may as well stick with it and put him at right wing back. Put Milan maybe on the bench. Um, We could be surprised maybe O'Hare could be thrown on the bench as well or even Palmer together, you know, even if these players don't come on, just having them on the bench is a boost for us as fans to be able to actually see, you know what, these players are going to be back after the international break and they're going to be fit and we've got two home games um, so yeah, I think I agree with you on that one. I'd keep Kitchen in there. Uh, sorry, keep Kitchen. I'd put Kitchen in for Binks, and I'd probably keep the rest of it the same. To be honest with you, going into going into Wednesday, keep Alan Kelly and Eccles as as the three at the moment, and then obviously we'll have a lot of options off the off the bench then if needs be later on in the game. Um, before we finish off. Haji Wright. We touched upon him earlier on. Um, he seems to be getting the uh, the Sims treatment now, doesn't he? Of Coventry City Twitter, with people tagging him and how to finish chances, calling him a waste of eight million. Does he play? A, a, does he care about playing for Coventry? Was it a mistake in assigning him? What? What are your thoughts on Hadji Thirsty as a player so far this season? Um, and also, secondly, the criticism that he's been taking from our fans since Hull away. Because I know before that, in all the other games that i would watched him against Leicester when he come on, Middlesbrough at home, Sunderland at home, Watford at home, all of these games, Swansea away, he actually played well and he was a real, real handful. And then we had the break we come back and he had a couple of bad games against Hull and Cardiff. And then ever since then, everyone seems to have been hating on him. And I don't think it helped with that, <laughs> that chance against Huddersfield the other day where he put it over. But it, it seems to be like now Sims was getting it, but obviously he, people are going to be off his back now because he scored two, but Wright's going to seem to get the get all the stick and what people look out for now. So what are your what are your thoughts on how he's been so far this season? And obviously the criticism that he's, he's taking as well.
3: Like you said, I think I think he gets the he's been getting the criticism because the the fans have been unhappy with the start of the season, the draws, and I think it's just bared out, pure frustrating, and they've got to they've got to vent it at someone, and because he's not scoring goals, they're venting at him. Um, it'll be somebody else down the line. So what he needs to do is that, like you said at the start of the season against Leicester. Uh, Swansea, even, you know, the assist against uh, Watford. He he looked a real handful for me, and I was really excited for what he was going to produce. And, and yeah, he hasn't played particularly well or finished a few chances, and he needs to improve on that. But you have to remember, it is a new league. He's probably getting used to new surroundings as well, because, obviously, he's used to playing in Turkey. He's from America. So, you know, he's going to take time to settle in um give him a bit of time but there's a player in there i've seen it so i'm not too fussed about it i think he'll be fine
2: yeah i agree with you mate i think this one i've got to be honest i've got more hopes for him than i actually do have sims if that makes sense i think there's more of an actual overall player what we want in haji than there is sims i think like you said it's a mixture of the price tag He's not really done anything or scored a goal since Middlesbrough. I think because he got that goal, people then expected him to go on and score every game because he cost £8 million and all this kind of stuff. But like you said, I've seen enough of him in those games where he was playing with confidence that he's, he's a real handful. He is just missing... The finishing touch at the moment like you said and, and scoring but also the only thing you could really criticize him for is maybe he could try a bit harder in some situations sometimes but that comes down to a lot of things it's confidence it's you know like you said he's in a he's, he's an American boy he's, he's been living in Turkey for however long now he's from a he's not used to playing in England it's getting cold now this time of year as silly as that sounds he's not he's not used to all these things and it does take time to adapt and they are human beings at the end of the day. Yeah, he's cost us a lot of money but there's a reason that Mark Robbins and King have paid nearly £8 million for this guy because they obviously think that someone at 25 years old for the next four years of his career could be a real success and handful once it starts to click and we've all seen those runs and how fast he is and strong he is when he when he is full of confidence. I think he just needs another Sims moment where he gets a goal sticks it in the net almost like his middle. really he doesn't have time to think about it smashes it in the back of the net and then uh, before you know it every commentary fan will be singing ole ole do you know what i mean again we'll all we'll all be loving the guys so it, it, it i think it just comes down to the sheer fact that he's not he's not got any confidence at the minute again and i don't think it i don't think it helps with that chance that he missed on on monday i think if he'd have buried that it could have been a completely different story but this league can happen at any time and games come thick and fast and he's got two home games now to try and do it. And so if he is on the bench, he's just got to think in his head, if I come on, I've just got to put a ball in the back of the net and it will change everything for him. Just like what Sims did this weekend. So, yeah, going on to um, going on to obviously the game overall, the game obviously ended in a 3-1 3 1 win to us. We would have liked 3-0, but 3-1 we take them three points and a finally a win, not a draw. Um, we'll get some man of the matches to obviously to finish off and wrap up with this with this, Andy. Who would you who would you give your man of the match to for the weekend, mate?
3: I think you can only go to one man. I think Simsy wins it for me. Um, you know, for his two goals. Um, but you've got to you've got to have a special mention to to Jamie Allen the way he came back into the team you know he made a huge difference to us you know the assist for the the the, uh, sims's second goal was just sublime i talked about his touch on that as well so i'll give it sims for his two goals but special mention for jamie allen i've been banging on two weeks before about him being back in the semi midfield and uh I'm so glad uh, Robin's not listened to me, but uh, listens listens to, and he's been back. He's back fitter now, obviously, because he had issues, didn't he, at the start of the season? So I'm glad he's back for us because he gives us a lot of energy, which is what we need.
2: Andy Greaves says, "Sky Blue Army will have to start singing <laughs> soon." Yeah, there's the decisions, Definitely mate. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm going to go the same, mate. I was going to go go Alan um I think like you said I'm I'm only a critic of Alan when it comes to his his actual his his sheer goal scoring power and if that makes sense but he's actual him as a player and the running and he's he's a quality individual to have in the center of the center of the pitch for ourselves and he has been crucial for us the last the last couple of years really and having him back is a big. Big big plus, and like you said, hopefully having those minutes at the weekend and him in playing and coming on, we'll start to see a lot more of him now. And then obviously adding O'Hare to that as well, it will only make things tick a little bit more, especially for the new players, having these players that have played and adding sheath then back in as time goes on. And Kelly coming out for sheath that will be a be a big difference for us moving forwards, and it will be a positive as the season the season goes on, really. So, yeah. I'm going to go the same Sims man of the match. Obviously, he got two goals, um, a brace finally off the mark for us. That'll be a big weight off his shoulders as well. He now doesn't have to think, oh, well, I've not scored a goal for Coventry yet. Or it's the, you know, like what people do for Havertz on Twitter. It was it was a good weekend for those two, really. Two players that had took massive stick. You had Havertz for Arsenal obviously getting the penalty and Sims got two for us. So those two will definitely feel new men going into training on Monday morning for both their clubs finally going from 007 or double eight what people used to do all that kind of stuff the james bond stuff, to now to now putting it in the back of the net so yeah um Good weekend for us overall. Um, That's all we have time for this week. Um, Big, obviously, thank you for Andy for joining myself. And of course, the biggest thanks goes to you, our listeners. Just to remind everyone that the Sky Blue Tavern and Dylan's Brewery remain your locations to go for any of the big games. And if you do want to get involved with the conversation across socials, um, all you need to do is use the hashtag SBEpodcast.
3: Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra Podcast.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.